Hey everyone, welcome to our midweek update. And uh, let me tell you, we're being lied to. Uh, some of you already understand that. Uh, and many people in the church are just totally going through deception right now. But uh, they're lying to us. And we're going to look at this in just a second. Hey, before we get going, I want to encourage you to like and share this video. It's really the only way that we can get the news out there through your likes and through your shares. Uh, so I just really appreciate your just, that's a way that you can partner with us to do that. And also really appreciate your prayers. Uh, think of this. So the UN, how are they lying to us? Well, many different ways. But the UN, uh, with their... Um, Department of Economic and Social Affairs issued an article recently, we need seven years of accelerated transformative action to achieve SDGs. What are SDGs? Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, you read about them in Agenda 2030. And when you look at Agenda 2030, the intent with Agenda 2030 is to get the world to this global system by the year 2030. Now, Agenda 2030 came about in 2015, it was really, um, it put some more uh, teeth on Agenda 21. Agenda 21 was in, uh, developed in Brazil or came together in Brazil. I believe it was in the 1990s, uh, but Agenda 2030 really gave the teeth to Agenda 21, gave a date, gave a time frame. Instead of just being the 21st century, hey, by 2030, we're going to accomplish this. And things are going that way. It's got a lot of people saying, hey, the rapture is going to happen at any moment because they're saying seven years uh, we're going to complete this thing. Now, I'm going to uh, get to that in a minute, but I wanted to bring up this first of all. In their release, their press release, they say to get there by 2030 with these sustainable development goals. What those are is meaning climate rules, climate laws, everything from your health to the weather to whatever else, even gun violence they're trying to work out in there. Unbelievable how it's going. But it says to get there by 2030, it will require creating new regulatory environments. In other words, more government, more regulations, more telling you what you can and cannot do. Uh, it will also require them to deploy new technologies. All the technologies we're hearing about now with artificial intelligence and, and the chatbots and everything else, we see how dangerous they are. Oh yeah, deploying new technologies to get complete submission and complete control of the people in order to achieve their sustainable development goals. And mobilizing, get this, the mobilizing of a wide range of actors to advance, you ready for this one? Disruptive change. What is that? Disruptive change? Listen, we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm producer Kevin, and I want to let you know about some of the things happening at Hope For Our Times. Tom's new book, Marking the Masses, is at the printers. If you've pre-ordered the book, we will be shipping them out as soon as we receive them. If you'd like to order a copy, visit the events page at hopeforourtimes.com. In-person tickets for the Hope For Our Times San Marcos Prophecy Conference are available right now. It's going to be a great time to gather with like-minded people and hear impactful messages from seven world-class speakers. You'll be challenged, encouraged, and well-informed at this two-day conference taking place on July 21st and 22nd. Reserve your tickets at HopeForOurTimes.com. I would like to thank everyone who financially supports Hope For Our Times. Because of your faithfulness, we are able to reach the ends of the earth with the Word of God. We hear many reports of people who are encouraged because of the programming at Hope For Our Times. 
If you would like to partner with us, you can donate through our app or on our website. Have you downloaded the Hope For Our Times app? Our app is available for Apple, Android, and on Roku. The app is free and a great tool to stay connected with Tom and the many guests who join him. You can read timely news articles, watch special app exclusive videos, and submit your questions. Download the app today and invite your friends to check it out too. Remember to tell somebody about the hope found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. All right, hey, welcome back. Hey, I'm gonna show you a couple of real short videos. Uh, the first one is from one of the co-founders of Greenpeace, his name is Dr. Patrick Moore. He's gonna be talking about the truth of where we are going with this whole UN stuff, the Agenda 2030, climate laws and climate rules. Again, keep in mind who this individual is, co-founder of Greenpeace, and he's gonna tell you the truth, and quite frankly, the whole thing's a lie. Why are we being lied to? There's a reason. And then I'm gonna show you another quick video. And uh, listen, here's the reality of it is, these are things that they don't want us to know. But here's the truth. In Psalm 2, this is what the Bible says. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? That word vain literally means a conspiracy. Why are the people plotting a conspiracy? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. What do they say? They go take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. What is happening is this lie and we are part of the setup of a some type of religious system. That's what's going on. This whole global green movement, it is a religion. Check out these two short videos. One of my missions is to turn on its head the idea that carbon dioxide is a pollutant and somehow dangerous, when in fact it is the most important nutrient for all life on Earth, and without it this would be a dead planet. So I say not only is carbon dioxide good, it is essential, and it's a good thing that we are putting some more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere because it was running low before we came along. CO2, we know it's benefits for plants, but it is a, a known greenhouse gas, and we're pumping too much of it in, leading to global warming. Well, actually, it may be a known greenhouse gas, but it's not known how strong it is in terms of changing the Earth's temperature. And so far in this century, there has been zero warming from a statistically significant basis, and the UK Met Office says so, yet one-third of all human CO2 emissions have been put into the atmosphere in the last 18 years. So it doesn't look like a lockstep causal relationship between increasing CO2 and warming of the Earth. Are you seriously suggesting we should be pumping more stuff in, polluting the Earth more, building more coal-fired power stations just so we can make sure that the CO2 levels are good? No, I'm not, because we're putting plenty of CO2 into the atmosphere. We don't need to do it this quickly, but if we bring it up to a higher level than it is today, we will get immediately an increase in the growth of crops and trees, which is not a bad thing. In the long run, though, it doesn't matter. As an engineer educated in atmospheric gases, and as a business manager, I was responsible for hundreds of people's lives based on my knowledge of atmospheric gases. I listened to scientists, I cross-examined scientists, and I debate the science. I have never found anyone for logical scientific points based on empirical scientific evidence that shows we have anything to worry about at all. And the basics are this. When you burn a hydrocarbon fuel, 
you burn molecules containing carbon and hydrogen. With oxygen, they form CO2, carbon dioxide, and H2O, water vapour. That's it. Carbon dioxide is essential for all life. But let's go beyond the science and have a look at natural experiment. We've had two natural experiments, global experiments, in the last 14 years. The first was in 2009, when the use of hydrocarbon fuels in the recession that followed the global financial crisis reduced. There was less carbon dioxide produced from, from human use of hydrocarbons. And what, did that, what happened to the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? It kept increasing. And what happened in 2020, when we had a, a major recession, almost a depression around the world as, as a result of COVID restrictions placed by governments? We saw the same reduction in hydrocarbon fuel use by humans, the same cut in carbon dioxide output from humans, and yet carbon dioxide in the atmosphere continued increasing. And those who understand the science understand that it is fundamental. Humans cannot and do not affect the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It's controlled by nature entirely. All right, you check those out. These are from reputable people who are saying the truth on what's really going on with the climate. They're, this is being used to manipulate us. Hence, we need seven years of accelerated transformative action to achieve the goals of Agenda 2030, these climate rules. Why? Psalm 2, let us cast off their cords from us. So these people are saying, you're not going to worship the God of heaven. Well, people have to worship somebody. So what are they doing to cast off the cords of the Lord of heaven? Let's set up another system, something else for people to worship. Let's give them Mother Earth. Ah, check this out, from the UN. Almost eight years have passed, they said, since the international community agreed to take bold and transformative steps to achieve the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, a plan of, of action to secure the rights and well-being of everyone on a healthy, thriving planet. Really? I don't think so. Today, at the halfway point to 2030, that promise is in peril and a fundamental shift is needed in commitment, solidarity, financing, and action to put the world on a better path, and it is needed right now. Wow. Continuing from there, what do we have? Giving up on SDGs or extending the deadline to meet them is not an option. We have total disaster everywhere. We've got to do this now. They're making us, they want to make us afraid. If you can scare the people enough, you can manipulate them. That's what they're doing. Huh. The SDG Summit, now check this out. The SDG Summit coming in September of this year must signal a genuine turning point. It must mobilize the political commitment and breakthroughs our world desperately needs. It must deliver a rescue plan for people and planet. Oh no, we're all gonna die unless we save the planet. Remember the save the whale we used to hear about all the time? Save the sea lion, uh, save the polar bear, uh, save the icebergs, whatever. You look at all this stuff and you go, very interesting, it was all going somewhere, right? Continues, delivering change at the speed and scale required to achieve the SDGs by 2030 will demand that political leaders make bold decisions to match their ambitions. Here it is. It will require, as I opened up with, creating new regulatory environments. In other words, new regulations that the people are not yet used to. These regulations are gonna be unbelievably restrictive. You probably saw that in New York City. 
They're now saying, hey, you know what? You're not going to be able to have wood-fired ovens anymore. 75% of your wood-fired pizzas are going to have to go away. Not going to work out anymore in New York City. What is that? It's about these regulations. Here in California, they keep saying, hey, we're going to eliminate gas stoves. And we see solar power all over the place. Mm, you know what? You're not going to be able to have gas cars. More and more regulations. They want to regulate us to death to the point of complete submission. So what are they saying? These three things we need, new regulatory environments, deploying new technologies. I'm telling you, all the things we're hearing about artificial intelligence, chatbots, all of these different things are going to be unleashed on us. It's going to happen. And a third thing, mobilizing of a wide range of actors to advance disruptive change. Disruptive change, what does that mean? Bring in the Justin Trudeau's, the Joe Biden's, the people down in Australia, the Klaus Schwab's. You bring in all these different people, the George Soros's, the George Soros son, to bring in disruptive change. Why? Break it down, ruin everything, and cry out to their benevolent leader, save us from all of these things. So what are they going to do? Regulate us to death, deploy new technologies to control us, and bring about disruptive change. It's in the chaos. Out of the chaos, they'll come along and say, hey, we have a solution. Here we are. We've got the solution. That's what is happening. Now, check this out. It says here, it's not too late to turn things around. In other words, the UN is saying everything's going the wrong direction. We need to turn around. No, it's going the exact direction that they've already set. They're making people think it's going the wrong direction. No, they've got full control on this thing. At least they think they do. It's actually the Lord of heaven because this is all racing to the tribulation and Jesus coming back. This generation, they said, is equipped with knowledge, technologies, and resources unprecedented in history, breaking through to a better future for all demands that leaders put this advantage to use to lift hundreds of millions out of poverty, advance gender equality. Gender equality? What does that have to do with the climate? Exactly, exactly. Put our world on a new low emissions pathway by 2030 and secure human rights for all. Human rights for all who are willing to go along with it. What a lie. The whole thing's a lie. This, this is all a setup. The entire beast system is being set up right now. Listen, I look at all of this and I want to encourage you. Don't believe it and don't be discouraged at the same time. Understand they're trying to bring in the fear element. We know this in Proverbs chapter 29, the Bible is very clear uh, that the fear of man is a trap. So that's what they're doing. They're setting the trap. But then the proverb goes on and says, but it's the Lord who keeps us safe. Listen, we, you and I are watching everything develop regarding the signs of the last days, the signs of the tribulation period. We're watching everything develop all at the same time. So many different things to make us afraid. They're telling us we can't eat meat. Wow, what a coincidence. That's what Paul said would happen in 1 Timothy chapter 4. He said, hey, in the last days, they're going to tell you you can't eat meat. That's what they're telling us. They're telling us you can't marry. That's coming next. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4 also says that. Also says this, they're going to be teaching doctrines of demons, giving over to deceiving spirits. Folks, we are there. We're the leaders, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Their conscience is seared as if with a hot iron. 
They have no care. They have no emotion. Lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Listen, when you understand it in the right context, you have nothing to worry about. Um, Jesus is going to call us home. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who saves us. He's the one who forgives us. He came the first time. He's coming again. And, And keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of your faith. Listen, we have hope because of him. Remember his words. Men's hearts will fail them from the fear and expectation of what's coming upon the planet. They want to make us afraid. So they tell us about all of these things, but we, we don't need to fear. Listen, the psalm that I opened up with in Psalm 2, where the people plot a vain thing. They plot a conspiracy against God to remove God. And what are they doing? Hey, let's remove the God of heaven. Let's put Mother Earth. Let's create something they can worship over there. The psalm goes on to say, where they say, let us break their bonds in pieces, the bonds of the Lord, and cast away their cords from us, the cords of the word. That's what they're saying in the psalm. God says this, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Listen, the wrath of God is coming. The tribulation period is coming. That's what God is telling us. Don't worry about it because then he goes on and says, I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. All of this is a reminder, yes, everything is going exactly as the Bible said it would. So when you see these things, man, we get to look up and lift up our head because our redemption draws near. And as Jesus said in Matthew 24, he said to the disciples about all of the signs of the second coming, see, I have told you these things beforehand. Why? So we would know when we see them coming, We'd be going, ah, it's all going to be good. Jesus is on the throne. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.